0: And friends, and welcome on into episode 188 of the Sco Show, proudly a part of the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network, brought to you by the great folks at SB Nation. My name is Mark Schofield, back in the big chair for today, Monday, April 12th, 2021. It is another mock draft Monday. Later, second half of the show, you're going to have listener mocks. In the first half of the show, you're going to get a days one and two, so three picks from me. And we'll talk about the theme that I am using here in a second. Before we do that, though, your usual cavalcade of reminders. Follow along with the hijinks on the Steakam app at Mark Schofield. Check out the work at a variety of places. USA Today's Touchdown Wire, uh, Matt Waldman's Rookie Scouting Portfolio, more on both of those two outlets in a second. Uh, Also, of course, the SB Nation websites that you know and love, Big Blue View, Bleeding Green Nation, and yes, right here, at the one and only Pat's pulpit. Before diving into that that sort of day one, day two mock, which will have a distinct feel and theme to it, there's some plugs here at the outset. First, again, follow along with the work at Touchdown Wire. Doug Farrar and I are in the back nine here of our positional countdowns. You got top eleven edges from me on Friday. You're going to get linebackers and corners from me later this week. You're also going to get safeties from Doug. You had interior defensive linemen as well. Um, so we're rolling through position groups. Um, we're going to be doing some podcasts and some stuff like that once we get done with the big lift here, which is the top 11 at our various positions. So check that out if you would. A ton of work has gone into it. It continues to go into it. Also, um, you got some pods and some shows that I do want to plug. Sat down with Doug from R slash Patriots on Friday for a marathon podcast and event. At part one of that, which is more philosophical and big picture in the nature, that sort of dropped on Sunday. Part two is more football centric. That's coming later this week. You can check that out. I'm also sitting down with Seth Galina, Deontay Lee, the PFF college football podcast. We're recording that on Monday. Um. So the day you're listening to this it might come out later in the day Monday or Tuesday. We're going to talk quarterbacks and all that stuff. You can check that out. I'll be also if you're listening to this early on Monday. I will be on Sirius X Ten XM Big Twelve um ten or ten a.m. Eastern on Monday as well. You can check that out. Also, I mentioned Matt Waldman. He and I are going to be sitting down later this week. We're going to be. Breaking down both Zach Wilson and Mac Jones for a film show on both of those quarterbacks. So stay tuned for that. And one last little plug. Owen Reese and the voice of Reason podcast is back from a hiatus. You can check that out as well. Owen, big friend of the show. Big friend of the pod here. Big friend of me personally. I'm a big fan of Owen's. Um, He came back with some Letter County NFL comps. Matthew Stafford as Wayne. Squirrely Dan as Vince Wilfork, tremendous. Um, so give that show a listen as well. Now, I said you're going to be getting three picks from me. And the feel and the theme of this sort of mock draft Monday bit from me is a very Belichickian draft, right? And I can already hear the eyes rolling. I can already hear the size from the listeners. But yes, this could be as Belichickian as it gets in terms of what the Patriots could do if they made three picks, kicking things off in the first, second, and third rounds of the NFL draft. And are you ready for this? Because here you go. At 15, the Patriots, they call around, they try to get up, but they don't find a way to get to whether it's four with Atlanta, whether it's eight with Carolina, so they stay put. They stay at 15. And the pick defensive tackle Christian Barmore from Alabama. And then at 46, they decide this is where they're going to address the quarterback position. And it's Kellen Mond from Texas A&M. And then To sort of close things off here. Again, we're just doing these three picks. At 96, they dip into the secondary. And the pick at 96 is Antonio Phillips. A corner from Ball State. And now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what? What? They're going to go interior defensive tackle at 15. Quarterback at 46. The tools he wanted, Kellen Mond and 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 Antonio Phillips from Ball State really yeah that could be a very Belichickian draft and i think we could start with Phillips okay and i'm going to be working through the pff draft guide pros and cons with him plays with excellent balance always under control and able to react long 32 and a half inch arms despite being under 6 foot. Solid lower half, not a big corner, but won't be pushed around either. Three years of above average production and coverage. Your negatives, too content out of phase, doesn't work to establish leverage, can get lackadaisical at times. Eyes and off coverage are worrisome. Bottom line on him, excellent developmental skill set, but needs to clean up the sloppiness, as shown throughout his tape. Biggest weakness, as identified by Mike Renner, bad habits that he gets away with. And the draft grade projection on him is fifth round, and yes, he's the pick at 96. And then, of course, you have Kellen Mond, the quarterback from Texas A&M. The two is the athletic quarterback, and we've talked a lot about Mond here already. But I do think it's important to keep something in mind here. Kellen Mond was identified as QB4 by Chris Sims. And I know that that's become sort of a bit of a point of contention and Sims and his evaluation of the quarterback position and some other positions has become, again, somewhat a bit of contentious content, if you will, on the stake map. But it's important to keep this in mind. Many people connect Chris Sims with Kyle Shanahan and teammates and tattoos and all that kind of stuff will do that. But it's also important to keep this in mind. Chris Sims, during the time he spent with the New England Patriots, did quality control stuff. He was padding games and breaking down film. But he was also writing scouting reports. He was writing scouting reports under the direction of Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots front office. And so his approach to evaluation might be influenced or is very likely to have been influenced by the time he spent with the Patriots. And that's how he learned to do it. And so maybe his thought process behind Kellen Mond at QB4 is influenced in large part by the time he spent in New England. Something to think about. I mentioned that amongst some people recently, and Jalen Waddles' evaluation by Chris Sims was then brought up. And if you think it. If you think a bit about how the Patriots have evaluated a receiver and what Chris Sims thinks of Jalen Waddell, then maybe it starts to make some sense. So Kellen Maughan at 46. And, of course, the headliner there is Barmore, right? Interior defensive tackle, a position, you know, maybe of need, obviously highly valued by the New England Patriots traditionally. Somebody that does get a first-round grade from PFF. They describe him as... A player whose high-end games are up there with any defensive tackle we've graded. He looks fairly NFL-ready. He has special flexibility for a man his size. Ideal build to rush the passer from the interior. Advanced hand usage gives him a bunch of different ways to win as a pass rusher. Shined on the biggest stages. 12 pressures and 8 stops in the college football playoffs. And what's interesting about Barmore at 15 is... It's a thin defensive tackle class, right? You start thinking about big boards. PFF's big board, their top 200. Barmore is listed at 15 overall. Interestingly enough, he is the only interior defensive tackle in the top 40. And McNeil is at 48, and I also mentioned my colleague Doug Farrar, who did interior defensive tackles. He has Barmore 1, McNeil 2. And what he says of Barmore is this. Has a really nice push through for his frame when he gets his hands to swipe his way through initial blocks. Gets through the pocket in a hurry when he does get free. Bull rush is a work in progress. But there's a lot of potential there. Covers ground well with short area quickness. Frequently double teamed when he's on the line. It's clear Alabama's opponents think is the problem there. Excellent lateral quickness to work gaps and stunts. And his conclusion, Doug's conclusion on Christian Barmore, is this. Every year, when I study collegiate defensive linemen, one of the first things that happens is that I start to catalog a list of players who will be so much more effective when they get into the NFL and have the time and coaching to learn how to use multiple hand techniques to make themselves more effective penetrators. Barmore is such a player. He has everything you want in a high and three tech base tackle with nose and end potential as well. But aside from the occasional swipe, there isn't a lot to go on, doesn't appear to have the t- techniques required to get free from blockers. When that happens, he could be a and should be a top-tier tackle. Until then, he's equal parts production and potential, which almost screams like a Belichick pick, right? So there you go. A potential day one and two mock from me, Barmore, Mond Phillips. And now I said this was a theme. I said the theme was a very Belichickian mock. And I lied a bit. I lied a bit, but I wanted to frame it this way because that is actually not really mine. That is a mock that was proposed to me by a recruiting guy at an SEC school. Somebody at a Power 5 school who has talked with Belichick, who has seen Belichick in pro days and workouts and other things. And this was his best guess. This was his best guess after sort of getting a feel for what Belichick's been doing, hearing and talking to other teams and stuff like that. Now this is his best guess as to what the first three picks could be. Does it sound very Belichickian? Absolutely. Would we be upset with this? Probably. But you could see them going in this direction, right? A player of need at a position they value in a thin class in Barmore. Maybe the one first-round defensive tackle. So that's who they drafted 15. Number 15 player on PFF's big board. Kellen Mond, and maybe there's something to Chris Sims' evaluation that's more in line with the Patriots thinking than everybody else. And then Antonio Phillips, a player at a position that they probably want to address And the other thing there is three-year starter. And I've been told both from this person that I've talked to and other people that I have talked to that anytime Belichick goes to a pro day, he starts talking about multiple-year, three-year starters. He loves those kinds of players. And there's Antonio Phillips, three-year starter. And so, there you go. It's smokescreen season. It's lion season. It's all of that stuff. But this does feel like a very Belichickian mock. Up next, what you did this week here in episode 188 of The Scope Show. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. Mark Schofield back with you now here on episode 188 of the SCO show, and it's time to dive into your mocks, the listener mocks. And you might remember, I mentioned this on Thursday's show, that I had overlooked a mock from Josh Taylor, who emailed one in, first time submission, a long time listener to the show, and I felt horrible for missing it. I felt horrible for my oversight. So we kick it off with his mock. And it helps tie a lot of things together because he trades down with Washington to draft Christian Barmore from Alabama at 19. And then a trade back into the first round up from 46 for Jason Owe, the super athletic edge from Penn State. Then another trade sliding up a little bit, Walker Little at 65. Then, thanks to a couple of different trades, Davis Mills at 71, Jamar Johnson from Indiana, the safety at 96. Jimmy Davis, the Kentucky linebacker, super athletic player at 101, a guy that's getting some first-round buzz. Benjamin St. Juice, the corner from Minnesota, at 125. Leon Darden at 143. Cade Johnson at 159. A little double-dip at wide receiver there in the middle rounds. Sedarius Hutcherson at 185. Ian Book at 199 in the Tom Brady spot. And Javian Hawkins, running back from Louisville, 242 in the Ben Mason spot. This was a PFF mock. And it got a grade of an A. And Josh, for your patience as well as submitting the mock, you get a grade of A for me too. Not a bad way to kick things off, right? Our next one comes to us from Pablo Joel in his mock of integrity 2.0. And I will say that Pablo, who you can follow on the stake-a-map at Joel Pablo, made me sort of solve a riddle He posed to me in a Twitter DM, if you had to choose between Penny Swell and Mac Jones at 15, who would you pick? If you had to choose between JC Horn, Micah Parsons, Trayvon Mulrick, and Mac Jones at 15, who would you pick? The right answer gets you my mock of integrity 2.0. And I made the right answers on the stake amount. So I was able to see his mock of integrity 2.0. This was done via a Pro Football Network mock. A trade back to 26, Trayvon Murray, the safety from TCU. Then at 46, the aforementioned Kellen Mond, the quarterback from Texas A&M. At 60, Elijah Moore, wide receiver from Mississippi. At 76, Dwayne Esridge, wide receiver, Western Michigan. At 110, Ramondre Stevenson, running back, Oklahoma. At 120, Cameron Sample. Edge from Tulane, Jalen Twyman at 137, Thomas Graham at 176, Robert Hansey at 177, Isaiah McDuffie, linebacker from BC at 188, Felipe Franks, quarterback from Arkansas at 197. You might remember that Pablo has been driving hard to the 4QB room hoop, and this is an effort to try to get that done. At 217, Brendan James, a tackle from Nebraska, and 259, Quentin Bohana, the defensive tackle from Kentucky. Now, you might be wondering, what were the correct answers to those two questions that allowed you access, that opened the secret trap door to Mock of Integrity 2.0? And I will say at 15, if it's Suwell or Jones, it's Penny Suwell And at 15, if it's Horn, Parsons, Jones, or Trayvon Moring it would be J.C. Horn. Those were my picks. Apparently, those were the correct answers because they unlocked the door on the Stake 'em app to the Mock of Integrity 2.0. Now, at this point, you're probably wondering Mark, you've been saying the phrase Stake 'em app a lot. I thought it was the Bird app. And I will tell you that if you listen to part one of my podcast with Doug over at slash Patriots, or actually, it might even be in part two. It was a marathon session. It all kind of blurred together. By the end of it, I felt like Hunter S. Thompson in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Or more accurately, his attorney. I felt like I was getting the fear. But there was a discussion. That's right. It was at the end of the marathon session. A very loyal listener was wondering why I called it the burnout. And so we decided I would scale back on the burnout. And amidst that discussion, I introduced Doug to the brilliance that is The Stakem Twitter account. And so I'm going to start calling it from time to time the Stakem app to scale back on the Bird App phrase, even though I love the Bird App. I love the Bird App phrase. And the Bird App phrase is a bit of a, you know, it's kind of a badge of honor, you know, because not everybody likes Twitter. It can be a good thing, it can be a bad thing, it can be a soul sucking website. That draws you in and never lets you out. It's like Hotel California. You can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. And that's why we sometimes call it the bird app. But it will be the Stakem app as well. So you'll hear that phrase more and more. Let's go into an app I do like, which is Slack, in the Scotia Slack channel, in the mock draft channel of the Scotia Slack channel. We've got one from Jim Reynolds, a trade-up to 8 for Justin Fields. Then at 46, Rashad Bateman, the curious case of the disappearing. Rashad Bateman at 46. Javon Holland at 96. Alan McNeil at 115. Michael Carter at 120. Jalen Moore, offensive tackle from Western Michigan at 139. Sean Wade at 177. Again, books will be written about Sean Wade's fall from grace because at one point he was – First round material. Now we're seeing him in the fifth round of mocks. Man, Ben Mason, 197. Not in the Ben Mason spot. And Quinton Bohana, the defensive tackle from Kentucky, at 242. Got one in from Jared via the Draft Network. Aziz Ojulari, the edge at 15. Jalen Mayfield, the tackle slash guard at 46. Davis Mills at 96. I like again. I like Mills at 96. 46. Eh. Alon McNeil at 120, Dylan Moses at 122. I like Moses. I was watching him this weekend. I'm getting ready for my top 11 linebackers. I'm not done with linebackers. I'm going to be finishing that Sunday night. But I think Moses makes the top 11. I like him. Ambry Thomas, 139, the Michigan corner. Josh Imanarbebe, the athletic wideout from Illinois, at 177. Dimitri Felton at 188. Tommy Kramer, Notre Dame interior offensive lineman at 197. And Evan McPherson, the Florida kicker at 242 Josh who goes by of course Ambry Thomas or bust on the Slack app he put together a mock where he was able to get up to 7 for Zach Wilson his top 10 played out like this Trevor Lawrence at 1, Fields at 2 Jones at 3, Patrick Sertan at 4, Jamar Chase at 5 Penny Swell at 6 and then the aforementioned Wilson pick at 7 Kyle Pitts at 8, Rashawn Slater at 9 and Ojolari at 10 and then Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle, to round out sort of the top 12. Here's what he did with that entire mock. We mentioned Wilson at 7. Newsom at 23. Elijah Moore at 41. DME Brown at 64. Spencer Brown, the incredibly athletic tackle at 78. I think he was number one amongst all offensive tackles in the RAS in the entire life of Kent's database. That's incredible. Michael Carter at 81. Ambry Thomas at 84. Pete Werner... 91, linebacker from Ohio State, who's also in the mix for top 11 for me. Tyler Shelvin at 112. Derek Forrest Jr., the Cincy safety at 153. Ben Mason at 188. Ben Mason is starting to creep up. He was originally the 242. Now he's from round six. Are we seeing a pre-draft meteoric rise from Ben Mason? Perhaps. And Carson Green to kick things off in the Ben Mason spot at 242. Matt St. John had the Forget QB. Let's build a team mock. JC Horn at 15. Christian Barmore at 46. James Hudson, the tackle from Cincy at 96. McNeil from NC State at 120. Talanoa Hufanga, the safety from USC at 122. Des Fitzpatrick, Louisville wideout at 139. Amir Smith marset Iowa wideout at 177. Tyree Gillespie, the Missouri safety at 188. Chris Evans, the Michigan running back at 197. And Bryce Hargrove interior offensive lineman from Pittsburgh at 242. Luis has one again from the draft network Justin fields at 17 Xavier Collins at 46 Amon Ross Saint Brown at 79 Paulson Adebo. Stanford corner at 96 excuse me and Andrew McNeil at 120. that's we're, we're done David Moore at Gramblin' at 139. Derek Forrest at 177. Jalen Moore, Western Michigan tackle at 188. Jamar Jefferson, Oregon State running back at 197. Jaleon Darden in the Ben Mason spot at 242. We got one in from John via the Slack channel. Trey Lance at 15. Xavier Collins at 46. Kenneth Gainwell at 96. Hamilcar Rasheed Jr. at 120. Aaron Banks, another Notre Dame interior offensive lineman at 122. Richard LeCount, the third, the safety. At 139. Cornell Powell, Clemson wideout at 177. Cade Johnson, 188. The South Dakota State wideout. Brendan Jamis the Nebraska tackle, at 197. Enrico Bussey Jr. to round it out. The wideout at 242. Dave Archibald, Justin Fields at 15. Landon Dickerson at 46. Alon McNeil at 96. Dale Odombego, the Vanderbilt edge at 120. Robert Rochelle at 122. Ramondre Stevenson, 139. Derek Forrest, who's becoming a pretty popular pick now at 197, at 177, excuse me. Brennan Jameis, Nebraska tackle at 188. Avery Williams, Boise State corner at 197. Racy McMath at 242. So there you have it, friends. It's kind of a light week for mocks, but that's okay. We're all, look, we're all grinding our way through this. And I understand that at this point, look, we're just counting down the days, right? We are within three weeks to the draft almost to two weeks away. We'll get there. And once we do, we can start yelling about Spencer Rattler, Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, Kaden Slovis, and next year's quarterback class. God, I hope we don't have to do that. But either way, I will be here. Until then, friends, stay safe. Check in on your neighbors. Wash your hands. And when you do, sin along and bless those Patriots' reign. Down at Boston.